twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll discuss privacy codes. We'll explain what they are, how they work, and talk about some common misconceptions. We'll also review the Cobra CXR925 two-way radio and take some of your questions from email and folks in the forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialists. Okay, let's talk about privacy codes. All right. Privacy codes, I think, are probably the most poorly named feature of any two-way radio because people see that a radio supports privacy codes and they assume that this offers them privacy. It doesn't. Not at all. Now, privacy codes, uh, I say they're poorly named, but they go by several names. Uh, depending on the manufacturer, you may see them called a Interference Eliminator Code. Uh, Motorola, some of their products refer to them as a private line or PL codes. Kenwood calls them QT codes. They've also been referred to as channel guards or sub-channels. But the technical name for these um, codes are CTCSS and DCS codes. And this stands for Continuous Tone Coded Squelch System and Digital Coded Squelch. And what they actually do is eliminate interference from other radios to you. So if you have a radio and... Um, you turn privacy on and you select one of the privacy codes from the menu. Normally a radio is going to support 120 some odd privacy codes and there are some various combination of CTCSS and DCS, uh, analog or digital. But when you assign one of these codes, your radio is going to filter out any communications on the same frequency that you're on that doesn't also have the same privacy code attached to it. So. Let's say you're in a very populated area. You're at a ski resort or something where there's a lot of people and a lot of people using radios. If you go out on channel one with no privacy, you're going to hear not only your group's conversation, but you're going to hear a lot of other people's conversation. By, say, telling your group, everybody to set privacy code 27, now your group is only going to hear other radios with privacy code 27 set, which most likely is going to be just your group. It's going to filter out everything else. It's going to filter out everything else. Now, what this doesn't do is if somebody else has a radio and they're not using privacy codes, they have nothing filtered. So they're going to mm -hmm. hear your conversation. So don't turn privacy codes on and assume that nobody else is going to hear you. Because if they're not using privacy, they will hear you. That's... Uh Sometimes not a good thing if you're not aware of, of how to really use privacy codes because you have to realize that 
you can't hear them, but they can hear you. Exactly. That's why I say it's poorly. I, I kind of hate that with all the names, privacy code seems to be the one that, that has stuck on this feature because it does sort of convey a sense of security to people. Hey, I'm buying a radio that supports privacy code. So, you know, it's anything I say is secure. And that is not the case. I think uh, eliminator code is probably a little closer Interference to Interference eliminator is yeah. the one that I like best because that, that accurately describes what it's doing. Some of the most common things I've seen with uh, the eliminator codes or privacy codes is I'll get folks that will call and say, well, I've got two radios here, and they can hear me, but I can't hear them when we're on the same channel. It's the privacy code. Right back what you know Danny went to, where if somebody's not running a privacy code or eliminator code, they're, they're able to hear you, but they can't talk to you because you can't hear they're, not, yeah. they're, they're not – uh, set into that privacy code, so just always make sure that you're that you're set up on the same. If you're using them, make sure all your radios are set up on the same codes. It's really more of a configuration issue than anything. Yeah, and else. it's easy. It's not a complicated thing. It's your manual will tell you how to do it. All the sales staff here can tell you how to do it. It's it's very simple. What I find confuses most people is that the difference between the digital and the analog. Mm-hmm. The CTCSS codes are analog and DCS are digital. Normally, a radio is going to support 38 analog privacy codes and then any number of digital, 80 or up mm-hmm. digital privacy codes. And sometimes you'll see some brands of radios number them differently. Like you'll have to, you'll see privacy code one, but you're on digital or analog. So if you're trying to talk to a radio that's, that's on a different system, it might be a little confusing. So just, you know, make sure that you're on the same system as well as code number. Now, a lot of the um, radios I've noticed when you go through the instruction manuals, they'll actually, they'll actually be something in a lot of them that will tell you how to set up some of the privacy codes in some of these models. Some don't, but some do. In the consumer radios, the manual is always going to tell you how mm-hmm. to go into the menu and change the code. Mm-hmm. Now, in the business, in the world of business radios, that a lot of times that's something that has to be dealer programmed. If you're talking about a higher end radio, like a four or five watt radio that are usually programmed by a dealer like us, those radios are going to have the privacy code preset from us and it's not going to be something that you can change. Now, um, radios that are lower powered, like the, the Motorola CLS or RDX, the two watt RDX radios, actually any of the RDX radios. Mm-hmm. Those radios, you can go into the menu similar to the way you would on a consumer-grade radio and change privacy codes yourself. Cool. Anything else you want to add to that? I think we hit on everything on that. This was a quick one. It's a simple. They're simple. simple. Privacy codes are simple. You hear that, everyone? Privacy codes are simple. Don't get stressed out over them. And if you have any questions, if you get stuck, give us a call. We're here for you. We'll answer any any privacy code-related question or any question you have, for that matter. Send us an email. Send us an email at show at bytwowayradios.com. Well, coming up, we have a review of the Cobra CXR925. What's our take on it? Well, stick around, because that's next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. 
My Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. My Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to The Two-Way Radio Show. And this week, we have a review of a consumer radio from Cobra, the CXR925. Well, today we're reviewing the Cobra CXR925 uh, consumer radio. Um, cool little radio. Uh, very small and lightweight. It's not as wide as some of your, your other radios. Runs a lithium battery, which is... You don't see that really in consumer radios. Um, yeah, I think Cobra is the only brand that, that does a lithium battery in their consumer grade. Which radio. is pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it's the get folks that with those NICADs that because are the lithium batteries are a lot lighter. Yes, than their regular nickel metal hydride battery pack. So you're, you're shaving off several ounces with no the lithium doubt. battery. I think we had somebody on our uh, forums. There's one of the cons is there's not a, a whole lot of battery support as far as rating their batteries uh, from Cobra. But we've had, you know, with it being a lithium, we've had some people uh, tell us they've gotten as much as 18 hours of talk time yeah, uh, in between charges, which is, for consumer radio, radio is, is excellent. Um, I, I think the lithium battery is the biggest positive about this radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I guess the drawback is you can't use regular double A's right. or triple A's in this radio. A lot of times with other brands, once your battery dies, you have the option of putting you know a couple energizers in it to, to get you through. You can't do that with the Cobra, but at 18 hours plus on a charge, you may not have to. Yeah, great little battery life in it. Um, Power-wise, it, it does have a 3.5-watt transmission power. That's on the upper end of, of radios. Exactly. You know, consumer scale. It's not as powerful. It's like the Midland GXT 1000, but very good range. Yeah, 3.5 watts is, uh, is it's quite a bit. Can, over yeah, a lot of the sweet. other competitors, it, it's quite a bit. Um, cool little feature they've put on here is the rewind say again feature and there's basically a um a button on the radio it will if you know rick if you call me and you tell me anthony bring me 10 catalogs Mm -hmm. and you know i had somebody else talking at the same time instead of saying rick come back i can hit the rewind again button and it will tell me the last transmission that came across over over my radio no, that's a very cool it's feature. A cool it's like, feature. A, like a DVR. Yeah. Exactly. It's basically like a DVR. Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be on the radio going, Anthony, bring me a beer. Oh, you'll go what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm drinking them for myself. 
but the the it does support the uh, the weather channels, the the NOAA weather channels, yeah, uh, which is nice. All the high end features you would expect. I mean, this radio is at the top of Cobra's line. This is their their high end GMRS radio. So it's it's got the weather, the vibrate, Vox hands free support. The only cons that I can get from it, I mean, it's a great radio, but the only cons I can get is the accessory selection is very limited. Um, there's not a whole lot of accessories available for it. Now, they do have um, a few. They um, have a few, but yeah. it's just not as many as a Motorola or a Midland, um, somebody along those lines. If you're, um, you know, if the accessories that are available that, you know, suit your needs, it's a great radio for you. Or if you don't need an accessory, again, another great radio. Um, now there's one trick with Cobra accessories. They they will work. Motorola talk about connectors will work in a Cobra radio, but not completely. You have to pull the pin out about a, I don't know maybe an eighth of an inch. It's just a hair that you have to pull it out, and it 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 will work. Mm-hmm. But the drawback it's, is it's going to be troublesome if the radio gets bumped and that connector gets pushed in. You're going to lose all your your transmission abilities. Aren't there a couple of the impact accessories that will work on the Cobras? No, they they no. claim that the talk about connector will work with Cobras, but it, it's the it same really issue that we just talked issue. about. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, what's the cost? Uh, the cost on those bad boys are sixty nine ninety nine a set. That's, um, that's about what you're going to pay in the consumer lines. For all the manufacturers, that's about what you're going to pay for their their top of the line model. Mm-hmm. No, that's uh, that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. That's a reasonable. It's not bad. Okay, so it's a pretty decent real uh, little radio, decent uh, sound quality. Oh yeah, sound yeah. quality is exceptional. It's good sound quality in it. Um, one year manufacturer warranty on it. Um, pretty standard. Yeah, which is standard for uh, consumer radios. But each pack you get your two radios, the two belt clips. Uh, the two lithium-ion batteries, and then the uh, desktop charger that will hold both radios, and uh, of course the AC wall adapter to plug into it. Okay, sounds like a pretty decent uh, radio at a pretty decent price. So uh, that's right. Um, might be worth checking out there. Well, uh, I guess it's time for our Q and A segment now, and we have a couple of questions. We have one uh, from the forums and uh, one from email. I'll take the forum question first here. This is from. Uh, Jabal Clymer, and um, he's talking about compatibility between uh, Motorola models. He says, um, I have a pair of Motorola uh, TLKRT8 radios and a pair of Motorola T9580 radios. Forgive me if this is a dumb question, but can the two different models communicate with each other? If so, how do I link them up? And then he says, uh, on the same theme, I have an ICOM V8. Can the V8 also communicate with either of the two Motorola models? One common misconception I see is just because you have two radios of the same brand mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean they're going to work together mm-hmm. uh, because of a, of a frequency difference. That's true. That radio, it could very well possibly be a, a business radio that's programmed with VHF frequencies. If that's the case, it's not going to talk to that talk about radio that's running the FRS, GMRS. If it's an older FRS radio, it'll only communicate with certain channels that are on that uh, that talk about the newer talk about. 
I'm could not, be a situation like last week where um, the radio was one of them was intended for a different region or um, yeah yeah of the world. Well, he has an ICOM V8. Maybe he could have used another V8. Could be. Right, no, Never no, heard of that no. one. <laughs> he could have had a V8. He could have had two V8s. Okay. Well, um, our other question here came in through email today. As a matter of fact, we just got this email today, and uh, he's uh, apparently he's a two-way radio junkie. Actually, first of all, he says, uh, great two-way radio show. I really look forward to listening every week. I hope you can... like to hear that. Yeah, I I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. I hope you can read my question on air sometime. Anyways, my question is this. I'm looking for a suggestion on a two-way radio for use when I go to theme parks with my children. Something simple but reliable as well. I look forward to hearing from you and keep up the good work. I'm a, I'm actually a season ticket holder to a local theme park here in uh, in Charlotte, and uh, I've seen every walk of radio inside there. Um, everything from the real low line Cobras, uh, CXT85s, FV300 for Motorola, up to uh, we use Midlands when we go. We use the Midland GXT 1000s. Mm-hmm. Um, theme parks are usually going to be pretty decent in size. Um, I would recommend like the GXT 1000, one, because of the power, two, because of the the privacy code issue, like what we hit on earlier. Yeah. I see a lot of folks using them, and you can usually pick up all kinds of different conversations if you don't privacy have them. Codes, uh, that's going to be important in a theme park. Exactly. Because exactly. you, you can have somebody messing that. with you. If you're looking for Little Billy, and you go, Little Billy, where are you? We're over here by the cotton candy stand. Yeah. And somebody else is using radios, and they... Oh, Billy's not here. Billy's, you know, so yeah, you run into problems true. there. But, that's true. Um, or even like the, the radios we talked about today, the CXR 925s, That's uh, that'd be another good option for you. Yeah. MR350s yeah. for Motorola would probably work as well. Well, you know, one one thing that's important to consider, of course, is when you're in a theme park, you know, of course, a lot of the theme parks are in, you know, if you're thinking like Disney World or something, that's, that's a lot of flat land there in Florida. But um, you could be theme parks in various places, and, and there's a lot of wide open spaces, but there are also a lot of people there, mm-hmm. you know, thousands and tens of thousands of people, and probably a lot of them are using radios and are doing the That's same thing. That's why I think you're going to be a lot That's better you're going off to need with the privacy the codes. more powerful radios as well. That's right. Yeah, but you, you've got the building factor, because a lot of times, you know, a lot of stuff is indoors. Not always out of doors. There are a lot of buildings. A lot of these big buildings are the way it's... Uh, uh, you're going to be on rides that are indoors, and, and I mean, you may have some problem. I mean, the parks are all different in size. You may have, you may have some issues where you're not able to get a, you know, if little Billy's on the other end of the park and you're yeah. on the other end in the other corner. You may have difficulty getting to him. That's true. Um, but for the most part, you're going to be able to have communication with any of the higher end consumer radios well in either case when you're it's a great idea to take one to a theme park or take a, a set of radios to uh, one for every member of the family because and, and i can t- attest to that I, i've worked in theme parks before and uh people get lost kids get lost all the time and um i think that uh it's very important if you're going to go with your family give the kids some radios. Take some radios. Give them to every member of the family. Give them to the kids because if somebody wanders out, because there's a lot to do in a theme park, everybody gets distracted. It's easy for somebody to get lost. 
And um, what I like you know, about radio is I'm I'm a little nervous going on roller coasters that go upside down and things with my cell phone in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I like to leave that in the car or you know in a locker or something like that. With a, a two way radio, you can just kind of clip it onto your belt and feel a lot more secure that it's not going to fall off. Um, yeah, and if I'm going to get sick and throw up on something, I'd rather do it on the radio than on the cell phone. Uh, well, I'd rather <laughs> drop a I'd rather drop a sixty nine dollar radio than a five hundred dollar iPhone. That's true. Right. You know, that's it's, true. Uh, a lot easier to replace the the radio. Well, for me, I think a big thing being you know, you know, having a family myself, the most important thing I think is the safety and security factor, knowing where everybody is and that they're okay and that I can get to them if I need to. Uh, so I think, you know, really when you go to a theme park, a, a national park, anything like that, um, I, I think it's indispensable to have them with okay, you. If there's ever a chance you're going to split up, you know, your family, your group, whatever, if you're going to split up, a, a radio is important. That's right. Mm-hmm. It can be very useful. Okay. Good question. Yeah. yeah. Excellent question. Well, send in your comments and questions to Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. Today's show is sponsored by buy2wayradios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, buy2way radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445. Or enter our live chat at buy2wayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And we're out. <laughs>